0: All right, time, Time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Monansky. I can't even handicap my own mulch work correctly. We got it done in a day. <laughs> wow, I said, look at I, that. I say we because my wife ended up doing uh, the last 25, 30% of it. Oh, jeez. I, I did not even ask her to. I came home last night after the Red Sox uh, pregame show. And the driveway, the tarp was off the driveway, and bam, all the mulch was gone. Look all at that. The so we got that done. See, I got that wrong. Um, so that was a harbinger of things to come for Red Sox baseball. We gave out two picks yesterday. Uh, we finally got the Rich Hill bet home uh, over four and a half strikeouts. But uh, Bo Brisky, who I thought would have a start time Fenway Park, gave a million hits but didn't walk anybody. So yeah. that was a loser. So one and one the Red Sox last night, Chris Shyamalan.
1: Well, And then I went 1-0 and because oh, I went with the under oh. nine and a half and we cleared by a half a run. So thank you for that. I got really nervous when uh, Jonathan Scope hit that home run, though, in the ninth, and I go, oh, boy, <laughs> all, here we go. That.
0: This is, It's this all over again. It would have been the third time since Friday that happened, where yeah. the game went over the ninth inning, if that had gone over last night in the ninth inning.
1: I, I, and I, I actually I took that into account today. Uh, we talked about it on the show, on the Great Hill Show this morning, uh, concerns about the bullpen. There's certain guys like Schreiber, who's pitched really, really well, uh, and then there's other guys like Strom and Danish who have come in late in the game and all of a sudden given up a bunch of runs, and it's like, what are we doing? Why are we blowing these late leads? This should not happen.
0: Red Sox are 15-4 and four in June. Uh, they've climbed within 12.5 of the Yankees now in the division because the Yankees lost last night uh, to the Rays. They get the Tigers tonight, and this is an interesting one. It's Waka and Scooble. It's a Waka Wednesday at Fenway Park tonight. Red Sox are minus 1.5 on the run line, plus 140. Over-under is 8.5, which seems a tad low to me, and uh, apparently people don't agree because the under's been bet down to uh, minus 120 right now. Money line on the Red Sox, minus 140. Looking for a sweep of the Tigers here, looking to wrap up their uh, stretch against these absolutely terrible baseball teams with a win. Uh, Chris Schein, we defer to you on the baseball picks to start, then I'll give you my lean for tonight's game, Red Sox and Tigers. Why don't you go first?
1: Uh, So I don't think it's out yet. I'm looking for the prop I want to bet tonight because I believe Jeter Downs is supposed to get the start tonight. Jeter Uh, Downs
0: is making his Major League debut tonight for the Red Sox. He's not listed anywhere I've seen uh, and they won't be listed until the lineup is out later on tonight.
1: Yeah, once the lineup is out, I will come back to. I would come back to the props. I want Jeter Downs is over total bases. I think Jeter Downs going to have a wonderful first night. That's my really? play. Yeah, guy batting
0: one eighty at Triple A Worcester. Yep, who's going to come up and tear the cover off him. I like this. Yeah, okay, I'm
1: just I I am I'm excited for Jeter Downs to play, so I want to bet on him personally. Uh, and then I'm actually going to bet on the Tigers tonight. I think with the Red Sox resting a bunch of guys, I know the Tigers kind of stink. But uh, I think this is almost like a scheduled. Okay, it's fine if we lose game. But seeing as uh, there's a, there's a good chance Xander's not going to play tonight. Devers is not going to play tonight. Like they're going to rest a bunch of guys, get them two days before you head over to or you take on the Indians. I believe it is on Friday. Um, it
0: is no 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 no. It's
1: the Guardians. You sorry, say you can't say my the I apologies. Word. You're absolutely right. you can't
0: say the I word anymore. I'm you can't sorry. Say the R word in football. I, I, on, I apologize. It is the commanders. Guardians.
1: You're right. The Guardians and the Commandos. Uh, <laughs> they are facing the, they are facing the Guardians <laughs> on Friday. And Alex Corey even said last night after the game he wants to get those guys extra rest. I'm gonna go with the Detroit Tigers on the money line tonight plus 120. And then like I said, I'm gonna bet on Jeter Downs just because he's coming up. I want to bet on Jeter Downs because it's fun.
0: Uh, I am going to use Cora's information against him in the betting market today because the Reds. So- I think I think that the, 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 the unders getting bet tonight, the Red Sox team total is four and a half, but it's an even money if you want to bet the over four and a half runs. I think it's happening because of what Cora said last night and because people look at Tariq Scruble and think that he's a good pitcher. He had a very good April and May. Month of June, he's come right back down to earth four starts, two and two, an ERA close to five. And this is what I can't get over. So last year, Shime. Tariq Skubal gave up 35 home runs, 34 of them to right-handers. 34 home runs to right-handed batters last year. Fenway Park is a place where right-handed batters want to hit, and maybe maybe Xander sits tonight. I'm hoping you still get Trevor Story in the lineup, still getting J.D. Martinez. Like, if we get to uh, 4.30 today, or we get to Marlonian 48 today when Cora goes on, and he says, look, we're sitting everybody, and there's no power right-handed there. Like, they, they sit everybody plus Story, plus J.D., I might not be as interested, but right now, given his struggles against righties, given Fenway Park, given the Red Sox offenses of late, I want to bet the Red Sox team total over four and a half runs at even money. Yeah, I I like that. I'm doing that because I think people are going to see the Red Sox are benching players and want to bet they're under. And they're going to look at Scoobles ERA for the year, which is in the threes. But really, uh, it's been in the uh, the almost five here in the month of June. And right-handers own this guy the last year and a half. So I want the Red Sox team total over four and a half. I'm going to stay away from player props right now only because we know the lineup. I may change this. That might be Mutt's big bet tonight um, because if we do get J.D. Martinez or Trevor Story in there, which hopefully one of the two, I can be enticing their player prop as well. And should note that uh, our buddy Jared Karabitz, now at DraftKings, formerly bar Barstool, he's got a promotion right now with uh, DK where he can get a free – Basically a risk-free $10 same-game parlay. They don't give you $10 back, John. They give you $10 in, like, you know, DK bucks. you got to yeah. bet it. You can't just say, oh, I get this $10 back. No, no, no. Uh, not but how I, it works. I'm not sure how long it's available, but I did log in this morning, and his big fat face is right there <laughs> uh, on the front of the page. Good for Karabas. So uh, they got some deals going on there, and I'm going to be interested in the team total over 4.5, especially with no juice there. And yeah. even money tonight for the Red Sox and Tigers.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good play. Uh, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm excited for how this Red Sox team is is trending. I got to be honest with you. I was very uh, depressed to start the season because it's like, they oh, don't suck. Turns we're gonna have nothing suck. in the summer. Yeah, they don't suck, and so it's gonna be exciting come down the stretch.
0: Uh, looking forward to it. Also, also looking forward uh, to game four tonight, Stanley Cup. Yes. Um, uh, it's the Avalanche. It is the Lightning. Uh, what is the current line here tonight, Chris Shine? What am I? Oh, now Lightning have been bet down a little bit, folks. Yep. It was minus one ten uh, on the money line, No, no 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 no, minus one twenty on the Lightning even money on your Avalanche to uh, win this game tonight. I assume the money line includes overtime, Shine. It's not like you're uh, you're in sixty bet. Okay. So, that is correct. So the anytime winner for Avalanche even money tonight. Uh, Lightning are minus 120. They are plus one and a half in the puck line, minus 260. The Avalanche are minus one and a half in the puck line, plus 220. The total at six. And yesterday, the lean for Chris Schein was the over. Let's lock it in for the people, Chris Schein. You are the Prince of Pucks. We, we only have, at maximum, four more games in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we're really into baseball season. Uh, what do you want to do tonight, Avalanche and Lightning?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the over uh, the over six. Uh, it's gone over three straight games. I believe that it will continue. I don't think the goaltending is going to be uh, great tonight. I, I think Darcy Kemper, if he does, I assume he's getting the start tonight. I double-checked. Daily faceoff didn't have it confirmed, but I assume he will as since he started the first three games. Um, he's only had one Bad game thus far, so I assume Darcy Kemper's getting the start. Vasilevsky, just ever since, ever since that that, that semifinals of the E Series, he has not looked like the Andre Vasilevsky we all know. Even at home, like he gave up two goals to the Avalanche, both on power plays in that last game. Uh, and, and after after getting hammered 6-2, to I think the Avalanche are going to come out swinging and throwing haymakers. So I expect a lot of goals in this game, because if the Lightning want any chance at winning this, they're going to need to score, you know, 5-plus again. Like, that's just how these games are going to go. So I'm going to go with the over 6. I'm also going to be betting, um, I think I'm going to try and, uh, like, same-game parlay, okay? Two goal scorers here.
0: All right, let me write this down. So, when I go to Hampshire to spend gas money, go ahead. Yes. Yep. So,
1: we're going to go Steven Stamkos to score a goal because he has been, in my opinion, the Lightning's best player in okay. the playoffs. And then, on top of that, we're going to add um, uh, Valeri Nichuskin from the Colorado Avalanche. Those two guys to score goals. Each will have one goal in the game plus 550 in the same game Wow.
0: So okay, I'm going to toss then, those guys together. There's no there's no team tied to that. You just need those guys to score goals. Yep, plus just those
1: guys to score okay. goals, plus 550. So five and a half to one there uh, for those two guys to score a goal in the game. And then I'm going to go. My big play, though, is on the over six.
0: And then over six. Okay. Oh, that's some action right there. Yep. That is some action. Um, what do we have for a series price? Let's say somebody wanted to jump back in on Tampa. I'm not saying I'm doing it. Not saying I'm doing it. What's the series price right now, Shime on the Tempe Lightning?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Let's see.
0: I will tell you here. Series. Series props. Uh the uh, Lightning are
1: still two and a half to one.
0: Plus two fifty. Hmm.
2: hmm.
1: After winning a game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going in. I'm staying on base. I, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Don't. I'm
0: not there yet. I'm not there. Don't. yet.
1: Don't. I. Yet. I, yet. I wait until they. W- if they win tonight, maybe. But like, I just. I. I. I'm not convinced that they are good enough to beat the Colorado Avalanche in a seven-game series, especially whoa, starting down 2 Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: 2-0. whoa, What about the Gronk news, though? Yeah, are they are they motivated now by Gronk fake retiring?
1: No, that doesn't matter to me.
0: No, it doesn't? Okay. No, not even a little bit. All right, so the over and uh, over. Uh, six goals, the big play for Shime tonight, and then Stamkos for over half a goal, and I, I'm not going to pretend to know who that second player was. Nakushkov,
1: Valerian Natushkin.
0: Natushkin. Yeah. Sounds like Harukin from uh, <laughs> Street Fighter. Harukin. Yes. Okay, both for over half a goal. Uh, NBA draft is tomorrow, Shyam. We are. I'm not going to give any advice on betting the NBA draft except for this. Uh, we're going to give a plug to BetQL. The afternoon show on BetQL, You Better You Bet, with Nick Costos and uh, Ken Barkley. They have been really locked in at some excellent guests, uh, including uh, Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, yesterday. And they had a lot of actionable stuff, I thought, on the NBA draft tomorrow. So if you are looking to bet the NBA draft, I have no advice for you other than I would go listen to Whale Capper with the Beck UL Network yesterday in the afternoon, and then pay attention to those guys today and tomorrow. That's my only advice. Yeah, I, the I only
1: the only draft I pretend I to know not. anything about is the NFL draft. So
0: yeah, I'm I I I think it's fun. I think it's a fun I like Costos. Go check him I, out. I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure there's um there's ways to beat the beat them on this because the NFL draft it's a pretty soft if you have some information. <laughs> you I mean, it's it's the reality of it. I yeah. wish I had bet more. On the NFL draft Amen. this year, and I plan on betting more next year. Shime, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I I regret, every year I regret not betting more on the NFL draft, and uh, so I I think next year I'm really gonna really gonna dive in.
0: Anything I play will be small tales on what those guys were talking about yesterday, and then today and tomorrow up until. About 6 o'clock tomorrow night. So uh, I'll be, uh, you better you bet, it's on the, if you go to the BetQL app, which you should have downloaded by now, they have all the live videos, all the podcast stuff is right on there. So it should be very easy to find uh, Whale Capper yesterday with those guys. Uh, I forget what time it was, somewhere in the 4 o'clock hour uh, with Nick and Ken. So uh, NBA draft tomorrow, uh, I'm not going to again. No, no pretend picks from me. Listen to those guys. They have picks. You can help us out whether you are getting the bet in the draft tomorrow or not. Uh, on iTunes, on the Odyssey app, on Spotify, Spotify, subscribe. Uh, and also check us out on Twitter, Beck UL Boston, Yes, uh, you can
1: subscribe to the podcast. It'll just end up right in your inbox for you. Nice and easy to listen to us every single day. We want all the reviews you can send us to. Maybe even give us five stars while you're at it. We like all the reviews, too. Positive, negative, anything in between. We, we, we like to read them all.
0: We are not going anywhere. I'm just telling you this because we're going to come back and talk some golf with Ryan Hannibal, Travelers this week in Cromwell, Connecticut. We had the live guys that are bailing left and right, including Brooks Koepka. Let's get Hannibal's take on this. uh, All things golf heading into Travelers weekend in Cromwell. And here he is right now, our buddy Ryan Hannibal, formerly our teammate at WEI, now running things, basically runs the whole place at BetMGM, all their golf stuff. Uh, He is live right now, Wednesday morning, in beautiful Cromwell, Connecticut. We brought him on, uh, Shine, with the pretend idea of – Let's talk about the travelers and the live tour. I just wanted to say how great I am for picking uh, both Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris and him mocking me a week ago on this podcast. (laughs) Hi, Ryan.
2: I don't think I mocked you. I think I mocked Fitzpatrick.
0: I I mocked Fitzpatrick pick. But I
2: I was on Willie Z for for top ten. I said that his putting could let him down, and obviously yep. it didn't. He just puts well in majors. But hey, you know if you're gonna pick Torrance, put well in it's the majors. But I, okay, I'll take a, I mocked you for for Matt Fitzpatrick, but definitely not Zelotes.
0: I think my favorite thing was he hasn't won on the tour yet. Well, now he has Hannibal. Yes, now he has. He has.
2: Take that. It, was a, it was a strong showing and it was a great tournament. And, you know, if there is, you know, one guy that, you know, you'd want to win, I think it's Matt Fitzpatrick. He just seems like a grinder who deserves to win. So I think it it was well-deserved.
0: Do you get the sense, Ryan, talking to people around the tournament that the, the the players who were lauding the place afterwards, that it wasn't a bunch of bullshit that these guys would like to see the U.S. Open it, you know, within the next you know, 10, 15 years go back to Brookline?
2: Totally. I think the one issue is just like the space limitations from a fan and USGA perspective and also the course. Like it's just one of the, you know, it's a short course for a major, especially US Open. But I mean, everybody, you guys know, Boston sports fans are tremendous, no matter what it is. And, you know, the support was outstanding. Uh, Patrick Cantlay yesterday here at the Travelers said it was, you know, the loudest US Open he's ever played at. So I think he's on the only one that'll say that. So I agree. I wish it, would come back and kind of as part of a regular rotation but you know we'll see
0: all right let's uh let's get a quick live thought here before we talk about the travelers you got some picks up at betmgm and their website here um brooks kepka the latest to go you've had you've had your podcast now launch you talk to some of these guys you talk to people around the industry what has the reaction been in cromwell here what's the reaction the last couple weeks to all these players Bailing for the Live Tour, what's the end game here for the PGA Tour? How are they going to make changes, Ryan, you think, to make it more appealing for their players to stay on the tour rather than go play somewhere else?
2: Yeah, it seems like they had a a players-only meeting uh, Tuesday here at Travelers, and it seems one of the things that was rolled out was they're going to have a fall series event of, I believe, eight events with no cuts, uh, big purses, I think 20 million purse, and then uh, open up to the top 60 in the World Golf Rankings, which to me you're just kind of like making the live tour too, like that's what the live tour is no cuts, a lot of money um, so yeah, I think that a lot of players are kind of confused about what's going on and you saw the reports after the meeting on Tuesday where it was kind of just like a lot of questions and answers with the Commissioner Jay Monahan, and he's going to address reporters Wednesday at the Travelers, we'll see if he has any more to say, which I don't think he will, but I don't I don't think the tour has a plan. I think mm-hmm. that they have those events kind of mapped out, but, you know, is that enough to keep some of these guys that are jumping ship? And, you know, I will say, like, as of now, I think the tour can survive without Brooks Koepka. It can survive without Bryce DeChambeau. But if you get, you know, like a Colin Morikawa or, you know, uh, Dustin Thomas or someone like that, whereas once they go, then more players go... Then I think you have a problem. So I don't know if there's a problem yet right now, but I think the tour is definitely concerned. Players are kind of uneasy, and it's definitely a, a uncertain time right now on tour. So you mentioned
0: Ryan, real real quick on the the live stuff. Like, so what? This is I'm not going to hold you to this, but uh, Shime and I talked about it yesterday. That my belief, mm-hmm. Hannibal, is that like I, I, whether it comes late this year or early next year, the next step is going to be banning these guys from playing in majors. What are you hearing about that, and how realistic is that?
2: I think it's probably obviously what the PGA Tour wants. Yeah, um, I would. I think the Masters. I think they'd be the one that definitely would right away. Like the USGA, I, I don't know. Like they claim themselves as like the most open tournament you know in the world. Would they really do that? I don't know. Would there be too much pressure from the PGA Tour? Like I think that's the thing that will ultimately stop players from going. Yeah. as if they can't play in the majors. Because right now, that, that's what they want. They play in the Live Tour for whatever it is, eight events, then play at the, the majors, and, and that's their season. And another thing to keep an eye on, too, is the world golf rankings. Like, can the Live Tour guys get world golf rankings and world r- golf rankings points? Because after two or three years of guys you know, playing on the Live Tour and getting no points, then they won't be able to qualify for majors. So that's kind of the, the next shooter drop is, well, you know, is world golf ranking points be able to count, on the live tour, I think that's the next big thing besides those majors and you had mentioned the live tour getting
1: bigger like other big names I mean Morikawa's already shot it down he did that on Twitter yesterday Mutt and I read that on the pod and then McElroy has been completely anti-live and same with John I mean John Rahm has outright said he's not joining so I mean outside of the idea of maybe getting a guy like JT or I guess Spieth would there even really be a big name that the LiveTour could get that they would be legitimate th- a legitimate threat to the PGA?
2: I mean, the thing is that it's tough to like just from listening to other reporters talk around here is like everybody's name has been thrown out there once or twice. I and mean, look at Brooks; he denied it, you know, at the U.S. Open, and then you know five <laughs> days later, jump jump ship. And I think it comes down to like a money figure. Like if these guys get thrown, you know, I'm sure they all have a number. If they you know get a number that you know they're getting thrown at they'll take it. And I, it's, it's hard to say. Cause I mean, like would, let's just say Justin Thomas, for example, who's been, you know, diehard PGA tour forever. If he were to get, you know, 250 million, would he shut that down? Like, I don't know. Like it's it's kind of a, you don't know what, what internally these people are feeling and, you know, from the outside and how things are going now, it seems like they would turn it down. Um, But I don't know. Like, if there would be a scenario where, you know, Justin Thomas got X amount of money, would he actually take it? And then I think if one of those guys took it, then there'd be sort of a ripple down effect of, well, if JT goes, then maybe Spieth goes. And then if Spieth goes, then, you know, somebody else goes. So I think the Live Tour has got, and and maybe it's a case where they're letting this year play out. There's other conversations that, you know, maybe some of these players on the PGA Tour are going to wait until the tour championship is over and maybe, you know, the live series is over for this year, but then kind of the live series works out their kinks and loads up for next year. Cause there's also rumors that Nick Saldo is stepping or retiring quote, retiring from CBS, but maybe he's going to join the live tour next year.
0: Yeah. There's so many rumors, right? Harold Varner the third apparently was talked out of joining the live tour by Jordan. Like it's just these players, they they meet with them. They're It's just, there there's so many things you're hearing today that, you know, the the golf rumors are that the players are going to speak out against the Live Tour today from Cromwell. Some of these guys are there, including Royal McIlroy. So, like, there there's a lot going on. I, I'm with you, Ryan. I don't find it to be a threat, and I said this yesterday. Like, as of right now, to get me to go to YouTube and watch an exhibition of three rounds with no cut, like, I, I'm not there yet. You know, maybe if I can – you can bet on it consistently or DraftKings does some daily fantasy, then maybe I'll have the interest, but – like and that's me i'm not i'm not an older golf fan the average golf fan is probably 10 years older than i am that's watching on cbs or espn or whatever what youtube is. yeah they're not they're not going to go find it so there's plenty of money there the players are going to get their money grabbed. let's see what they do when the, the tour comes back like you said or when augusta announces hey you guys that play in any live event you can't play in the masters until further notice and that will send some shockwaves but Uh, I'm not afraid for the PGA Tour right now. Hopefully they make some positive changes to keep their players on there because I want the best product. I want the competition. I want it to be fun, uh, quite frankly, to gamble on, which you can gamble on in Connecticut. Congratulations to Hannibal. He's in Connecticut for the whole tournament this week down there. at The Travelers, you can live bet this thing on your phone this week, Hannibal.
2: I I logged into the the DraftKings app last night in the hotel. What a glorious feeling. It's a beautiful thing.
0: It's a beautiful thing. I, I like this event. Hannibal, just your overview before we get some of your picks here and get you uh, back out to the course. Uh, what do you think about this event? What kind of golfers uh, do you think fare well here in Cromwell?
2: So it's a, it's a great course. Like, look at the scores. There's been tons of low scores here. Like, I think, you know, you've seen scores of 1,700 winning, 1,900 winning. I think going back, the, the winning scores and double digits under par every year since 1993, like, that's crazy. So there's going to be a ton of birdies this week. Forgettable course. Um, I had a chance to walk all 18 holes with uh, Conrad Schindler yesterday. The Monday qualifier, cool experience. So I got to see the course like up close and personal. Big fairways, big greens. I think it's comes kind of down to the guys that that make a lot of putts. Like I think every player in this field is going to hit a ton of fairways and a ton of greens. It just comes down to who puts the best and who puts the ball closest to the hole. Um, so it should be an, an exciting week for sure, with a lot of birdies, and I think the guy that you know probably makes most birdies is going to win because I don't think there's going to be a lot of bogeys out here, that's for sure. Uh, so then, do you look at
1: the? I mean, you look at the, the favorites to win the tournament. Is there any guy in particular that really you feel has the as the best opportunity to win? You're looking at guys like Rory McIlroy, Scheffler, Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, and Xander Shoffley are the only guys two to one or better.
2: Yeah, like I think Sam Burns has, has a good chance. He makes a lot of birdies. Uh, obviously, Rory and JT, like those guys, can get hot and shoot like sixty. I mean, look at Jim fear he shot fifty-eight here. There's been tons around, you know, right around sixty. So I think any of those guys have the chance to go very well on, on any given day. But you know, my guy that I'm going with is Can'tley this week. I think that he's just too good of a player uh, to keep. Not in a rut, but, he, you know, hasn't played up to his standards the last couple of months, I would say. He's, he said yesterday here, the freshman, This is the tournament that he's played most in his entire P.J. Tour career. He shot 60 here in one of his first years. He seems to really like the course. Uh, and I think he, he plays well here it's pretty much every time he tees it up. So he's got to make a ton of birdies and get hot. So I like him to win outright. I think it was, what did you say, 1,400. And then uh, to kind of, you know, play, to save myself, I did a top five on him as
0: well. See, so Cantlay stands out as somebody who looks at a lot of course history stuff. Hannibal, he makes so much sense. You're so right. His last four years here: fifteenth, fifteenth, eleventh, thirteenth. He comes in in good form. I believe he's number one in in some of the bent putting uh, models you look at, and it's the the bent mm-hmm. greens here. Uh, he and Rory are one two. He totally makes sense. My my only knock is the price. I just I I have sticker shock when I when I go to bet a golf tournament at anyone under like you know uh, thirty forty to one. But of those guys. Unfortunately, we agree on Patrick Cantley. He makes a lot of sense, especially given how well he finished the top fifteen uh, there at the U.S. Open, and he's played this course really well. Uh, a guy who's not played here, uh, Hannibal, that I, I find myself betting quite a bit is Mito Pereira. He's there at like forty to one, thirty-five to one this week. I know he hasn't played here, um, but I feel like his game sets up pretty well. Uh, he gets the ball off the tee. He's great a second in approach. Like, uh, your thoughts on Mito and just in general, guys who have not played the Travelers. I think all but 30 of the players playing here this week have actually played this course at least once. Mito's not one of them.
2: Yeah, he's a guy I, I like, too. He's a guy that makes a ton of birdies. And like I said, this, that's, you know, a big thing to have this week. You know, he's obviously in well good form, uh, playing well this last several months. And I think that's all you need here is you, you get around that you go low and just kind of ride that wave. So he's definitely a streaky guy, too, that I think, could certainly you know, keep up the pace. I, I don't hate that play at all. Yeah. My, I had Davis Riley, too, as one of my picks. He's a guy that hasn't played here before as, as a PGA Tour rookie. He's a guy that also makes a ton of birdies. I think he was ten, he's 10th on the PGA Tour and birdie average for a round. So that, that's kind of the guys I'm going with this week, guys that make a ton of birdies. So just go to filter that out and, and go with that. I, I'm, I don't really – who are some guys off the top that you guys remember that haven't played here before that you wanted to info on
0: uh Mito's guy who has not played here. Uh I'm trying to think of other guys who have not played here I'd be interested in. Uh he might be of the top guys the only one. Uh, Aaron Smotherman is a guy who is uh he's, he's hundred to one, but he's not played here. He's a pretty good player. Aaron Rye has not played here, he's pretty good. Uh uh Christian uh is it Bahudenhouts? I'm not even saying that. Yeah. Bazadenhout, he has not played here. He's a pretty good player. But I mean that's I think mean, a lot of the big names in this field Hannibal have played this have played this, well, have played this uh, course before.
2: That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, for the Travelers Championship, that's historically the week after the U.S. Open. You yeah. know, in Hartford, Connecticut, they do a great job of drawing <laughs> some of the top players in the world, and yeah. that's not a shot at Connecticut, Mike. It's just it, it is no. It you're is. right. Like, no, I agree. It's, it's, I agree. And they just do a great job year after year of getting you know the top players in the world: Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler. Like, you really can't do much better than that. But um, credit to the Travelers Championship, and you know, I think you know they, they do the course is in very good shape. And then, from what I've heard, the tournament staff is a lot for the players' families, and that's kind of a, a big draw for them.
0: Well, the guy—the guy who gets the credit for it, having been on there, I've done a couple of live shows there uh, for our station—is Andy Bissett, who's the vice yeah. president of the executive VP. He's actually going into the Connecticut Hall, Connecticut Golf Hall of Fame uh, this summer, I think. And the players mention him by name as the guy that they'll fly in and out for because, like you said, he does so much for their family. He uh, now, now, Sean, he gave two two picks. Okay, Animals yep. gave us two. He also put a third up there on his at bet MGM card. No <laughs> no sure no did. He you're you're laughing, Hannibal. I wrote down my three bets I'm interested in. Mito at thirty-five to one, Brian Harmon at forty one, and right with you at number three. Hank Lebiota at 200-1 to one because of his course history. And then I look up, and you've got him listed at almost 6-1 to one to finish top 20. So I'm guessing you're using course history as your main push there is why you like him to finish the top 20 at almost 6-1? to one.
2: Yeah, he finished uh, tied for fifth last year. Uh, he, he's, he's got three top 40 finishes in his last four starts. And then yep. I'm kind of like your your Brian Harmon thing. Lefties do well here. Bubba's crushing here, obviously, with three wins. It just seems to be a course that two selected games where they can shape the ball. And, like, that's pretty great value at the guy to finish in the top 20. So so why not? If you're feeling really crazy, go, go for a top 10. He finished, you know, top five last year. But what was it, plus 550 to get in the top 20? Why not? Great value with, with this course history here. And I think this is one of the courses on the PGA Tour where you really do value course history because the guys that play well here do so every year. They, they feed up.
1: Yeah, so uh, Mutt had mentioned Brian Harmon. That was another guy on my card, actually, at 35 oh. to 1. Oh, so, boy. oh uh, boy. Well, I, I just I, I look at how well he did on the first two days of the U.S. Open. He was three under going into the third day. And then on top of that, uh, you even put in your article, uh, Hannibal, about how he has shot, you know, on average, last five years, minimum 12 rounds, he shot like a 67 average on, on this course. So, I. I feel like Harmon has to be a play at thirty-five to one. He, I feel like he has the history, and on top of that, he had some success at the U.S. Open. So there's a little bit of momentum tied into the history as well.
2: Totally, and I talked to the head PGA pro here for a, a podcast that will not be aired because I mess up the recording. But he's <laughs> <laughs> been there; don't worry about it. But he was he was one of the guys that he mentioned that he expects to play well this week, Brian Harmon. He also mentioned. Can't wait, and then uh, I don't think it'll play off this week, but Kevin Streebman is a guy that's had a ton of success here over the years, but he hasn't come in in the best of form. But he he did mention just the guys that consistently play well here are guys you should target just because they know the course, and this is the course that, you know, if you play well, you're probably going to do it time after time.
0: I guess this is – I want to – it's not really a negative, but you you mentioned it, Sean. Like, there are some big names there right there at the top. Rory, Scheffler, Thomas, Spieth. Any vibes, Hannibal – of any of those guys that are here just to get the appearance, hang out the travelers for a couple days, and then go get ready to go to Scotland to play in the Scottish Open. Like, any vibes you're getting of, hey, this guy's not here to win?
2: I wouldn't say that, but just, like, I'm looking at a guy like Rory and even JT. Like, they played a lot the last couple weeks for them. Like, they played in Canada. They played at the USO, which is obviously a grind. And then down here... And then you put on top of that, you know, them, especially to you be know, kind of being the spokespeople for the tour against the live tour, maybe just, you know, a lot on their plates the last two, three weeks, maybe just the the grind has kind of hit them. So maybe, you know, fade them a little bit this week, just because it's been too much. I don't know. Those guys normally don't play three consecutive weeks like this. So maybe yeah. it is just too, too much. And, and, you know, that's probably why I'm not as big on Rory or JT this week, like I would be any other week, just because of, you know, what they've had to do the last three or so weeks.
0: Hannibal, great stuff, buddy. Uh, people are not following Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. You're, you're nuts. He's gone over 20,000 followers, so many of you have jumped on board. And rightfully so. Uh, his Patriots coverage at WEEI was uh, tremendous, and now uh, web content and focusing on golf there for BetMGM. Uh, he's on three players this week Patrick Cantlay, he's invested in, uh, Davis Riley for a top 10, and then Hank Lebiota. At 200, he's 200 to 1 to win the thing. And I'm going to have a small pizza money bet on him to win, but almost 6 to 1 to finish top 20. Uh, Hannibal, excellent stuff. Enjoy Cromwell. I may run into you at some point Saturday or Sunday. Chris Schein may mm-hmm. run into you at some point Saturday or Sunday. Don't Try not to big-time us now that you're a big-time golf guy, okay?
2: <laughs> Can I give a quick plug? I'm doing a daily series with Conrad Schindler. He's a Monday qualifier. I've watched the whole course with him. I talked to him this morning. We're doing, like, daily updates on what it's like to be a Monday qualifier for one of these events. Like, it was pretty, pretty cool stuff. Like, the guy – checked in on Saturday night for a practice round, and he got to his hotel and it was sold out and had to go find another hotel. Like, it just kind of is kind of <laughs> an inside look at, like, it's not all glamorous for these guys. Like, you know, these guys grind it out every single week, not making a lot of money. It, it's not just the top guys on tour that are out here playing. So give it a read over at June.
0: All right, so it's, so it's at BetMGM, and did you? I assume you're retweeted yeah, this at I, I, uh, Ryan I, I, I Hannibal as well.
2: It I I tweeted out, yeah, I did a, a a thing last night on on him yesterday, and then I did. I'm going to do something today, kind of what his practice routine is like um, daily into the tournament.
0: Oh, so you're invested in him. What are his odds? Will you bet on him at all? A couple bucks?
1: I'm looking at it right now. Four hundred to one, month.
0: Oh wow! How about that?
2: Um, I may may dabble in a top forty on him. <laughs> So he, I like it. So he Monday qualified at the uh, Byron Nelson earlier this year and finished t thirty eight. So and wow, he, both, talking to him, he, he's pretty confident in his game. Like he says, "Yes, I know I'm not you know out here on tour with status, but he's confident." He said he'd compete with them and blocking all eighteen holes with them yesterday, he, he was dialed in. It's pretty much every fairway and every green. Um, so if he can putt, why not? Uh, top forty
1: finish, by the way, for Conrad Schindler at uh three and a half to one. So there you go. Why not?
0: He's, I mean, honestly, there's I mean, he's the same price as Brent Snedeker, who's had success on the PJ tour. He's the same price as Sam Ryder to finish top forty. There's he's bigger price than uh he's better price than Max McGreevy to finish top 40. Some, I think you've created some buzz on Conrad Schindler. I'm gonna give you credit. <laughs>
2: I told him, he actually asked me yesterday, like, what his odds were. He said that they're better than they were at the Byron Nelson, so the betting world took notice of him at that, so yeah, it's Bryce lower. Alright,
0: now I gotta bet him to finish top four. <laughs> well, you root for the story, and that's gonna be a great story. Right. Ryan Absolutely. Hannibal on that's Twitter, right. Ryan Hannibal at BetMGM, the first of uh, the series is up there. I look forward to reading this uh, at BetMGM.com. Yep. Hannibal, good stuff, buddy. We'll talk in a couple weeks for the open. Thank you, pal.
2: Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. See you, Hannibal.
0: Boy, he's good. Shime, turns out he's don't tell him I said this, he, I think he's better at the golf coverage than the Pats coverage.
1: Uh, he might be. I think he's also more passionate about it. I think he loves the sport is, of golf.
0: He is way more pa- You can. He, it comes across in his voice, yeah, doesn't he,
1: it? He yeah. loves to watch it. He loves to play it. He likes just being a, like talking about Conrad Schindler, the guy just loves to be on the course and get the, the mentality of the players and watch them play. And so I, I you know, I'm I'm so happy for Hannibal uh, because he is crushing it.
0: I gotta put Conrad what, I gotta put Conrad Schindler now in a DraftKings last Have week. to. You no, have, have and to. he's gonna be like point two owned. Right. Let's see here. Uh, I just want to check his price real quick. Yep, 6K. (laughs) (laughs) Stone Cold minimum. Have to to put him in. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast and go check out Ryan's stuff. Uh, Ryan Hannibal on Twitter, and you can search it at uh, BetMGM. We're back tomorrow to recap Game 4 Stanley Cup Finals. It'll be Red Sox off day, so we'll do something else. I'm not sure what it'll be, but something else tomorrow, bright and early. We'll talk to you then, buddy. Thank you. Can't wait much. See you then.